I'm Warren Berkeley with the Laurel Heights Church of Christ in McAllen, Texas. You have tuned in to this website and this recording to hear the Word of God. I'm taking us to the Old Testament, to the book of Jeremiah in chapter 20. Jeremiah chapter 20. We always recommend as you listen to these recordings that you have your Bible at hand. Jeremiah chapter 20. About the prophet Jeremiah, approximately 600 years before Christ, during the last five kings of Judah, Jeremiah spoke God's word without compromise, but with great sorrow. He wasn't just a public speaker, prophet, or writer who remotely delivered a message and then went home every night and who had a private life away from work. No, he was selected by God before he was born. He delivered God's message all right. He was not involved in the notorious sins of the day, but he was very sad. Jeremiah chapter 20 shows that is an example of this man's deep sorrow. Now, why was Jeremiah so sad? He witnessed his people walk away from God. Perhaps I've understated. Jeremiah witnessed his people run away from God to idols and all the sins that accompanied idolatry. And that really hurt him. On top of that, he was punished, persecuted severely because he told them what God told him to say about their condition and what the outcome would be, the judgment. Jeremiah is sometimes called the weeping prophet for these reasons. In Jeremiah chapter 8, I'll get to chapter 20 in a moment or two, but in Jeremiah chapter 8, we observe how hurt he was in verses 21 and 22. Jeremiah 8, 21 and 22. For the wound of the daughter of my people is my heart wounded. I mourn and dismay has taken hold of me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then has the health of the daughter of my people not been restored? Well, you see in these verses what I'm talking about and how fitting this brand is, the weeping prophet. Now we go to chapter 20, Jeremiah chapter 20. And the chapter opens with this priest who was a false prophet, Pashur. He heard Jeremiah preaching and beat him, locking him up in what can be called a torture device. Putting Jeremiah in stocks meant more than just locking him up. The Hebrew terminology refers to twisting. They put Jeremiah on the rack, clamping his wrist and twisting his body into painful contortions. When Jeremiah was released, not only did he not stop preaching, he spoke God's word directly to and about Pashur. God said through Jeremiah to Pashur, you are a terror to yourself and to others. You and your friends will be defeated and carried off into Babylon, and that's where you will die. And that brings us now to verse 7 and this 
outburst of the weeping prophet Jeremiah to God about how he felt. Jeremiah chapter 20, verses 7 through 18. Jeremiah addressing God, telling God how he felt. O Lord, you have deceived me, and I was deceived. You are stronger than I, and you have prevailed. I have become a laughingstock all the day. Everyone mocks me. For whenever I speak, I cry out, I shout, violence and destruction. For the word of the Lord has become for me a reproach and derision all day long. If I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. For I hear many whispering, terror is on every side. Denounce him, let us denounce him, say all my close friends, watching for my fall. Perhaps he will be deceived, then we can overcome him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a dread warrior, therefore my persecutors will stumble, and they will not overcome me. They will be greatly ashamed, for they will not succeed. Their eternal dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord of hosts, who tests the righteous, who sees the heart and the mind, let me see your vengeance upon them. For to you have I committed my cause. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has delivered the life of the needy from the hand of evildoers. Cursed be the day on which I was born, the day when my mother bore me. Let it not be blessed. Cursed be the man who brought the news to my father. A son is born to you, making him very glad. Let that man be like the cities that the Lord overthrew without pity. Let him hear a cry in the morning and an alarm at noon, because he did not kill me in the womb. So my mother would have been my grave and her womb forever great. Why did I come out from the womb to see toil and sorrow and spend my days in shame? Well, you can hear in this passage the anguish of the prophet. This was an overwhelming emotional time for Jeremiah, and he spoke to God honestly about how he felt. Let's look at some of this. At this very low point, Jeremiah said to the Lord, you have deceived me. Of course, we know the Lord isn't capable of deceit. Jeremiah is stating how he felt about being called to this difficult task and then being rejected for doing it, subjected to violence and heartache while the people of Judah persisted in their sins, moving toward judgment. Jeremiah had become a laughingstock, and he said everyone mocked him. His sermons, while true to God's word, were a reproach and derision for the apostate people he spoke to and about. But as bad as this was for Jeremiah, he knew he couldn't shut up. Notice in verse 9, 
If I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, there is in my heart a burning fire shut up in my bones. Here was a servant of God who was frustrated, worn down by opposition and discontent, but he knew he couldn't be silent. He couldn't compromise or quit. Something else he knew was the false prophets and evildoers would not succeed. Verse 11, they will be greatly shamed for they will not succeed. Their eternal dishonor will not be forgotten. Jeremiah knew the doom awaiting the people and was committed to God's justice. Nobody wants to think their nation will be destroyed. Jeremiah's sorrow is uttered here with honesty, some exaggeration, and weeping. Yet he hasn't given up praising God. Verse 13, sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has delivered the life of the needy from the hand of the evildoers. Jeremiah is lonely, persecuted, abandoned, and remember from chapter 16, verse 2, and chapter 12, verse 6, no wife or family or friends to comfort him. He hit this emotional low after being released by Pashur. In such a time, like Job, Ezekiel, and David, these men uttered words that would almost immediately recall, Cursed be the day on which I was born. This is the account given by the Holy Spirit for us to consider and learn from in Jeremiah chapter 20. Now that's the history, that's the narrative. What do we need to learn from it? May I highlight three things. Number one, this reminds us of reality. Love for people is a gift of joy, but can also be a burden of sorrow. Remember what I said earlier, Jeremiah was not like a man who goes to his office, does hard things all day, but then comes home to unwind with his wife and family and find relief. No relief for Jeremiah. And one dimension of his sorrow was he loved his people, the people of Judah. He certainly knew they were wrong and headed for judgment, but he loved the people. He cared. It reminds us of this reality of love. It is a gift, a joy of life to love people and see them respond to God's love and your love and thrive and develop into great people. That's the joy of love. But when people you love turn away from your love and God's love and make their way into the arms of the world and keep on sinning, that's the sorrow. The grief and disappointment Jeremiah experienced that we know about, even though we've not been locked into a torture device physically. When you talk to someone you love deeply about their need to obey the gospel and they react with indifference and perhaps with animosity, that really hurts. It is a test of our faith. We may express to God our sorrow. I believe we should. I'll get to that. See, the stronger and deeper our love for God and the stronger and deeper our love for people, the more profound our sorrow when people we love reject the overtures of God's word that we deliver to them.
In this way, we identify with Jeremiah. It helps a little to just know that this sorrow comes from our love for God and our love for people. You may remember these lyrics from a well-known hymn. When we're weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care, we should never be discouraged when we take it to the Lord in prayer. And that brings me to my second point. Be honest with God. Now certainly God knows how we feel all the time. We cannot hide our deepest emotions and sadness from Him. He knows us better than we know ourselves. But there is value in telling God how we feel. Even when our feelings are exaggerated or ill-conceived, we are imperfect, praying to the perfect. It is good for us to speak to Him, reach out to Him through our sympathetic mediator, Jesus Christ. It can give us awakened moments. It can help us hear ourselves while God hears us. David did this, Job and Ezekiel. And I'm not suggesting we repeat their words in some sort of rote ritual. Confess to God how you feel. When you encounter moments like Jeremiah had, though perhaps not in that extreme, when you're down, when you're hurt, when we read about these people and men and women in the Bible who suffered, we discover that suffering is always temporary. But during that temporary time of suffering, speak to God about how you feel. I read this the other day. Although suffering can place a question mark over existence, it never has the last word. When we are struck down by suffering way down in the valley, speak to God of your pain. Be honest about how you feel. And remember, God is always worthy of our praise and our continued obedience, even in the midst of suffering. Tell God how you feel. Number three, then get back to work. I want to take us back a few chapters earlier in Jeremiah chapter 15, another occasion where the prophet was down. And he said this, this is back in Jeremiah chapter 15, beginning at verse 7. I have winnowed them with a winnowing fork in the gates of the land. I have bereaved them, I have destroyed my people, they did not turn from their ways. I have made their widows more in number than the sand of the seas. I have brought against the mothers of young men a destroyer at noonday, I have made anguish and terror fall upon them suddenly. She who bore seven has grown feeble. She has fainted away. Her son went down while it was yet day. She has been shamed and disgraced, and the rest of them I will give to the sword before their enemies, declares the Lord. Now in verse 10, Jeremiah's complaint. Woe is me! My mother, that you bore me, a man of strife and contention to the whole land, I have not lent, nor have I borrowed, yet all of them curse me. 
Now, what was God's response upon hearing the prophet's complaints? The prophet listened to what God intended to do toward the apostate people. Jeremiah expressed his complaint about how he felt. What was God's response? Verse 19, God said, if you return, I will restore you and you shall stand before me. Return to what? Return to work. Go back doing what you need to be doing. Now, this is God's mercy that we have access to in Christ. When we express our despair, but it involves, after we express it, getting back to work, and we shall stand before him. In Jeremiah chapter 20, there is that interlude of emotional breakdown. Then in chapter 21, what is happening? Jeremiah goes right back to work, delivering the word of the Lord. For the prophet, that meant preaching God's word, saying exactly what God wanted him to say. A fire in his bones, he couldn't quit. The distinguishing mark of a true prophet of God was he preached nothing except God's word, even while suffering, even while being punished and rejected, even when alone in his emotions. So when my love for God and for people takes me to this mood, this hyper-emotional expression of agony, I speak to God. I tell Him how I feel, honestly, anticipating His mercy and grace, and then I get back to work as a Christian. I get back to doing what a disciple of Christ does. I get back involved as a citizen of the kingdom and building my house, my life, on hearing and doing the word of Christ. Jeremiah knew trouble, persecution, the pain of watching people he loved reject God's word. With all of that, the shame of public humiliation. Though he didn't abandon his purpose of delivering God's word, he had these moments of deep emotional anguish. What did he do? He spoke to God about how he felt. His love for people brought a weight of personal sorrow, and then he got right back to work doing what God wanted him to do. I have no doubt that in this recording, I'm speaking to people now who are in distress, unknown in their earlier life, perhaps. An emotional breakdown under the weight of sorrow, crushed by some burden that maybe only you know about. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Be honest to God about how you feel, expecting his mercy and strength, and then get back to work of being the kind of person Christ died for you to be. Thank you for listening.